0: Welcome to episode 24 of Time Limit. You know, the holidays are approaching and that means a lot of us are feeling a little stress or maybe even some pressure. So I thought this week we should slow down for a minute to talk about how to avoid that stress or at least how to manage that pressure. I'm happy to have Lynn Winter join me today. Lynn is a digital strategist and the founder of Manage Digital, an annual digital project management conference in Minneapolis. She's also a mom, a content strategist, and a videographer. She's also a freelancer, so she's got the potential for a lot of stress, but she's been finding better ways to manage that stress and burnout so much that she's been speaking at a lot of conferences around the country about how to avoid burnout, specifically in project management. So I'm really happy to have Lynn join me today. Hey, Lynn, thanks so much for joining me today.
1: Thank you for having me.
0: Awesome. So I should mention for our listeners that we are recording just a couple days before Thanksgiving. And to me, this kind of feels like the perfect time to talk about burnout. I mean, honestly, I'm so ready for a little bit of a holiday break. And I feel like this time of year kind of always gets to me, like things start piling up. I'm not sure if you feel the same way either, but I start to feel burnout toward the end of the year.
1: Absolutely. You tend to take time off just to be able to do all the tasks or prepare the Thanksgiving dinner. So you forget to take the time just to relax and do something nice for yourself.
0: It's so true. It's like there's just so much more on your mind this time of year. So what I want to do is kind of take it a step back because I'm kind of pushing us forward in the conversation. But I mentioned that we're going to talk about burnout. Um, And you've been speaking on burnout kind of as it relates to project management quite a bit recently, uh, which I'm I'm excited to have you here to talk about it. And I'm sure that there are plenty of stressed out project managers listening out there. Um, And we all kind of handle stress differently. Um, So I kind of want to set a baseline for the conversation because I'm talking about stress and burnout. But how? How do you define burnout
1: yeah so I think about it as either a physical or an emotional exhaustion that goes on for a long time um, so it might be both physical and emotional for me um, I started having a lot of physical reactions that was a sign of what was going on but essentially it goes on for a long time um, it doesn't seem to have an end point um, and it stresses out kind of work or your family life
0: Got it. Yeah, definitely have been there. What do you think brings burnout for project managers specifically?
1: Yeah, well, I think there is some challenges that project managers deal with that maybe other folks don't. And so with the role of a project manager, we are often kind of the patriarchs or the matriarchs of the team. You know, we spend all the time making sure everything's lined up, that everyone gets what they need, you know, from you know your teammates to your clients. Um, and we're just taking care of all the details and there tends not to be anyone behind us taking care of ourselves. So we will stay up all night. We will start early to make sure things are on track because if they aren't where they need to be, um, then the project doesn't go off the way it needs to. Uh, The other thing is that, um, you know, I think there is... Potentially of either lack of respect or understanding of our role um and I don't think this is carte blanche across the whole industry or all different places of work, but there are so many stories I hear about folks of people that just where they don't just respect the role or they don't really understand what a project manager does. So it's hard to define the value and to support those folks in the right way. I mean, when a lot of us, when we talk about what we do all day, we say, well, we're on the phone and we send emails. And so it's not the most glamorous way to talk about our job, but it's also really highly undefined. So I think there's a lot of industry stress as well as like where we work around that aspect.
0: That's really interesting that you bring that up. I never really considered that. Like there is stress around proving what you're doing as a job sometimes. So doing that job, but then also showing the value of that job can really drag you down, I guess, huh?
1: Yeah. And I think part of it is that sometimes we... we often go to the definition that burnout means you have a lot of work on your plate, but that's, you know, just one form of burnout. You can also be extremely burned out because you're undervalued, you have no challenges, you're just not, you know, feeling pushing or values. So um, I think there's so many different aspects to that.
0: Yeah, I think that's such a great point. I, re- I really never even thought about it that way. But yeah, of course there's burnout associated with not feeling like you can do the job that you want to do or contribute in the way that you want to do. And that absolutely makes sense for project managers. I guess the way that I've always thought about it was like, there's just so much, like you said, like it doesn't have to always have to do with the amount of work, but it feels for me like it does. And it's, it's more about kind of mental stress. Like I'm trying to keep so many balls in the air, so to speak, right? Right. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm trying to keep people updated and happy and things moving in a positive way. And there's only so much that you can control. And I think that's part of it for me, too. Right. Like is if I don't feel like I have everything in control, then I start to lose things and things feel like they're not maybe being managed in the way that I think that they should. And I start to stress out and that kind of snowballs. I don't know if you've ever encountered anything like that. <laughs>
1: just a little bit.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I mean,
1: I got to a point where I was actually, you know, having a lot of physical challenges that I didn't really put all together until I stepped away from the environment. So I was getting sick a lot. I started having some bouts of vertigo, which I don't know if you've ever had that, but it's highly, you know, you can't, Even function, you can't even sit straight. Um, and then I also started having panic attacks, which at the time I actually got tested to make sure I wasn't having a heart attack because it was just chest pains. Ah. Um, even though you know my brain is saying that makes no sense, clearly, I'm not having a heart attack, I'm sitting here doing my work, but. I'm having all this pain and a panic. And so um, I didn't put that all together for myself until I stepped out of that environment, reset myself, and realized what was really happening.
0: Yeah. I've been in situations like that, too. I remember a job where I was pretty much a project manager. That wasn't my formal title. I was also producing things as well. And I got a new boss. And this new boss was just honestly the worst. And I, I don't say that kind of thing lately. But she just was not suited for the job at all. And that made my job harder because I had to defend all of the work that I was doing, not just to her who didn't get it, but to other people on the team and other people within the organization organization. And it, it just was, it was a lot of stress. And I felt like I was doing the right thing. But I would leave work every day with insane headaches. And mm-hmm. it wasn't until maybe a couple of years after I left the job that I realized the reason I was getting those headaches was actually because of the work. Like I was actually starting to get worried that I had some kind of health problem going on. And my wife felt the same way. But Once I kind of moved on from that role in that situation and I wasn't under such severe stress, things got better for me and things were easier, not only in my job, but also like after work, I wasn't thinking about work all the time either. And I think that's another thing that, that happens, right? It's like your work, work work-life balance tips a little bit in the wrong direction and everything starts to fall apart.
1: Just a little bit. Yeah. 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 (laughs) Well, I also think when I talk to folks about it too, when they're kind of like, since I started talking about burnout, people have come up to me and told my their stories. And, you know, I feel really bad because people are in these tough situations. Um, and it's to a point where you feel like you can't even make that first step to make a change. But I kind of try to think about it in three different aspects of like how to figure out the problem or solve the problem or identify what's going on. And the first one is, is like making sure you're in the right industry, because like the truth of the matter is our industry in digital demands longer hours. There's much more access like my husband works in a different industry and he didn't even know what Slack was, you know until I brought it up to him a couple months ago mm-hmm. and I like made fun of him and then realized, wait a minute, like how amazing would that be not to have a ding coming in every couple of minutes? Like that's a different world he lives in. So like, is the industry even the right thing for you? Then is where you're working, right? You know, like you had a bad boss once. I hear that a lot. Like people don't leave right away. If you're putting up with a negative environment or a bad boss, that doesn't change. But maybe that place doesn't really know what a project manager does or knows how to value it or doesn't give you opportunities for growth. You know, maybe you're not even allowed to talk to clients. Maybe that's just not the right role of how they're placing it at that organization. And then I think really you've got to look at yourself. Like I'm a perfectionist. I tend to overcommit myself all the time. And so those are choices that I'm making. The other thing though, is people are, you know, when you try new jobs and roles, so like a lot of times developers maybe move over to be a project manager, you know, sometimes it is a, you know, a a square peg and a round hole, like it's not the right fit. And Mm -hmm. so there's a high amount of stress that happens and maybe it's just not the right fit, or the right place, or the right time.
0: Yeah, yeah, I think you're right. I think um, no matter where you do it, project management's going to come with a little bit of extra tension or stress or whatever you want to call it, right? Um, but mm-hmm. I'm wondering, like, do you think PMs are more prone to burnout than other? people or other roles on teams?
1: I do. And I think it comes back to what we talked about early about them taking care of other people and really that respect or understanding. And so if you work at a place that really values the role, understands what the role does and takes care of you, um, it's going to lead you in a better place, but you know, that goes with any role, right? If you have a really good boss and they respect your, you know, balance your time and where you're going to go, that makes all the difference. But then there's the whole like PM thing where there's, you know, sometimes negative attitudes about product managers or, you know. You know, we spend so much time, like just how many people to fill out their timesheets. Like <laughs> we don't have the sexiest job sometimes, right? We're, we're like mothers and fathers. True. And I think that is, can get really stressful. Like when you ask for feedback, they're like, yep, that would be nice, wouldn't it? And I'm like, what? I, I can't do that to you. What if I didn't help you get your job done? So there can be sometimes challenges around that um, that are special for us folks.
0: I agree. I mean, I had uh, Suzanne Madsen on the podcast a few weeks ago, and we talked about leadership versus management. And I think, you know, a lot of what you're talking about in the kind of management category, it makes a lot of sense, right? Like SPMs, you're responsible for managing projects and process and making sure that that things are moving and you're making positive progress but on the other hand you're kind of responsible for people as well but you're not really and i think that adds to that tension right that is like i can ask people to do things and i can do everything i can to motivate them to do things but i can't make them do things and i think that's really tough because that's a really tough line to walk um and i could see that contributing to people just just kind of stressing out and um being concerned about the role that they're in too.
1: Mm -hmm. It's about, you don't have the authority. So how do you lead? But it turns out you don't need authority to lead, but you have to have the right culture and the right buy-in to make it happen so
0: it's 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 tough it's like literally a perfect storm of things for it to be a great role in project management um, Mm -hmm. which which can be tough but kind of back to burnout um are there any signs that you've noticed that people should be looking for um when it comes to burnout in order to either help a coworker or to know like for yourself like okay it's time to take a step back and re re reevaluate and figure out a different path yeah
1: um some things i think about is really, you know, just exhaustion. Like how are they taking care of themselves? Do they talk about how they don't get any sleep? Do they just seem not as functioning in meetings and talking to you as they can be. Um, Another step is isolation. So maybe they don't want to go out for lunch ever. They're just sitting at their desk. Um, Maybe there's social functions where happy hour is kind of a thing at your organization, but they're not attending anymore. So that may or may not be a concern. Um, Negative attitude comes along at some point. Mm. Um, And then sickness, you know, um, it most like a fourth of us come to work sick and I've done it many times. Um, but folks that are burned out, you know, they're actually one fourth more likely to hit the ER too. So are people coming in with their colds and being sick, um, the way technology is today, nobody should be doing that anymore. You can stay at home, um, get some rest and work a little bit if you have to. Um, another thing is vacation. Um, There are like in there's a study that said in 2017, half of people forfeited their vacation in the U.S., which blows my mind. But I am totally guilty of that. Mm. (laughs) Like you're saving it, you're saving it, you want to move it over and you're not using it. And so if you have folks that aren't taking regular vacation That is also wearing on them. I worked with a developer once that would save all their vacation until December. And then he just loved it because he had a whole month off. Well, let me just tell you, when we hit October and November, he was kind of cranky. Like, it's hard. You need to take that time for yourself and get out and then not work on vacation. Um, they, They say that two thirds of people work on vacation. Wow. Um, so you either not need to do it or you're separated like so for me it's really hard to do that because I'm freelance and my husband's also has his own business so what we have started doing is um, figure out like negotiate a time and or figure out a plan before we go so we went to Sedona last March and we said okay no work emails no checking anything um, until the kids go to bed at nine o'clock and then you can have two to three hours to work as you want the other person go to sleep or they can work too and then if felt like we actually took a break we had fun we spent time as a family we could enjoy ourselves and then we got a little bit done so that we didn't come when we came home there wasn't like twenty thousand messages sitting there waiting for us
0: yeah so i have to ask did you feel the pressure to to check in from nine to midnight or whatever you did every night um i
1: didn't feel the pressure as much as i had some commitments that i was trying to get done cool so i I could have scheduled around it because i set up since I've been freelance, I've set up really good boundaries with the folks that I work with that people don't really push me. They accept when I get something done. So I spread things out, tell when I get it done and just meet the deadlines. So I'm in a much better place with that. But, um, I personally just don't like to have everything there when I get back because then it also feels like vacation washes away. So it it became a really good balance. And we, we went to Wisconsin Dells for a couple of days and did the same thing. And it worked out well because nobody was mad at anybody for working. And we still had fun and we, still took
0: time off right and your kids basically never knew that you were working because they were probably asleep anyway yeah that's really smart i can remember one year when i was in a full-time job i did consulting for a few years um but i decided we were walking around disney world with my daughters and i decided i'm gonna I'm going to check in on email and right away I regretted it because oh, <laughs> there were emails from coworkers that seemed like they were urgent things that they should have reached out to me by text or phone for but they emailed me and it felt like things were slipping so it kind of like ruined my whole day of vacation and I think at that point was that was when I decided okay when you're on vacation be on vacation you know like Really just protect yourself from the stuff that comes along with work, because if you're like me, even the smallest thing can worry you or get on your nerves or whatever it might be. So I think, you know, to your point earlier, it's kind of like know yourself a little bit um, so that you can do what's right for you. But I want to talk a little bit more about kind of like solutions. Um Mm -hmm. So you mentioned kind of scheduling that time on vacations, but like think about regular day to day work. Um, What are things that people might be able to do to beat burnout or to avoid it?
1: Mm -hmm. Well, I think the first thing is is that taking responsibility that you're the only person that can make a change. So wherever you are, maybe you're on a scale of one to 10, maybe you're at a 10, maybe you're at a three. Um, But we go up and down in this journey. And I think we have to admit that whether we're in a terrible work environment or we're in a bad job, um, we're the one that makes choices. We can say no, we can change things. Um, And I think when people are really at their max, they're just like, "I I can't do anything. They need me. They need me. And you just have to stop and make a change. And whether that's small incremental changes or something like me, is was like, I'm not going back to the you know nine to five workforce for a while. I need to make a change for myself. So I think having that mindset switch is really important. You really got to think about that. Um, then I think it really comes down to the kind of cliche of like getting your health in check. Like you need to sleep a certain amount of hours. You need to exercise and you need to do, a, have a good diet. And so that doesn't mean you have to all of a sudden be running a marathon. You can download a seven minute app, exercise a couple minutes a day and just get your body moving or get up over the lunch hour and walk or do something to get your body in the right place. Mm -hmm. And then you're able to start making some better decisions and be more clear. Because I think the other thing that can happen is you perceive the way the world is around you and you might be wrong. So uh, over time, I've had a couple situations where I'm just like, I'm, I'm working so many hours. I'm working so many hours. No one's appreciated. And I've opened up like, you know, my own toggle account and just tracked my hours separately. Um, cause I was in a job I didn't need to track my hours. And a couple times I'm like, yeah, I'm working 70 hours. This is insane. And then one time it was like, oh, that was 35 hours this week. Okay my brain is not thinking properly. I don't even see what's happening. So mm. you kind of need to get reset in the right way to make sure that you're seeing the right things. Yeah. I think that's a really and, good
0: point. I think you know, not to, not to cut you off Glenn, but one oh, of the one good. thing that you mentioned that's, that's interesting to me is like, you know, we're talking about these like negative situations where there's like too much work and you're burnout because there's so much or your boss is, your boss is bad. Um, but there's also just like regular burnout, right? Like everything seems to be going fine. You know, work might, you might have your headaches every once in a while, but there are times where it's just like, wow, I need a break or I need to change the way that I'm doing things. And I think that the health check is a, a really good piece of advice because I think at the end of the day, that's kind of what it comes down to, right? Like mental mental mm-hmm. and physical health has to be in good shape for you to be able to do a good job.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And then I think maybe the next step is really creating some boundaries. And so this is, you know, obviously all of this is very personal to each person, but right. there's probably some boundary you need to make, whether it's a work life thing. So like leaving your computer at work or saying, I'm going to stop at this time, saying no when you're overloaded on projects, um, maybe getting off of social media, if that's killing your time. I mean, the average person spends almost two and a half hours a day. So if you're short on time or feeling like it, that's a good one. And then making sure that you do something for yourself outside of work regularly. So I started making sure I went to a play every month or a concert or something. So me and my daughter went to T-Swift and I saw Hamilton. And I just started reliving my life because I had really just been full on and work and just kind of ignoring a lot of things and isolating myself. So I was like, I need to see these people again, and I need to go out and do this stuff. Um, so making sure you have things to look forward to on a regular basis.
0: Yeah, that's great. I love those, all of those things. And especially Taylor Swift. Yeah,
1: <laughs> it was amazing. There's lots of
0: great things. It was amazing. You know, I was there fire. as well. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so I mean, what... I'm pretty sure she didn't sing most of the time, but it was awesome.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, so what about, um, you know, we kind of talked about like the signs of burnout and things that you should look for. But what about for managers? Like I've been in situations where, you know, I've managed teams of PMs and I've kind of been able to spot where I think someone might be k- kind of on the verge of burning out and like maybe it's affecting their team. Um, how would you kind of advise someone in that kind of position to help someone who is clearly on the verge of being burnout or is already there already. Yeah.
1: And I would say I've managed teams of both PMs and other roles. And I don't think I did this amazingly at the time, besides like call it out and mention it. And I don't think that's what it is. Because when somebody's in that kind of deep end, um just saying, you know, sleep more you, you need to do less work that doesn't do anything so right. i think the first thing is seeing how you can protect them or block them from things so if you know they have too much on their work on their plate can you get them some help or can you help them out with a project or move something over um if they're just coming to work sick tell them they have to go home and you know make them leave um or maybe you can give them a free day you know as a manager you have that capability to just like give them someone a day off and not count it against things if they are nervous because don't worry, they're going to contribute those days anyway because they're not going to use them, but, you know, send them home or take them out to lunch and just you know, reevaluate where they're at and where they want to be, and then try to help guide them in that direction, like set them goals or have a clear career path for them. So it's a bit about like meeting with them regularly and knowing what they need and then trying to block them from, you know, the other powers within an organization that is going to, you know, add to that pressure.
0: Totally. So, Do you think that burnout and I'm kind of sitting here thinking like, is burnout something that like just hits you like a big wave? Or does it kind of slowly creep up on you? What's your take on that?
1: I would guess it slowly creeps up on you. But I don't think I've ever recognized it until I've been at like, you know, an eight, nine or 10, like fully in, just at the limit. But I do think there's a high range of it. And I think there's an in and out where like a couple weeks are terrible, and then it's better. Um, But I think it has a lot to do with what is the issue you know because if it's something like oh i have too much work these couple weeks but then it slows down well then that's okay but if it's you know your career path and your goals don't align with your personal life mission and what you care about that's going to go on forever until you're in the right place and things are aligning the right way
0: yeah totally agree with you on that i guess you know the the title of this podcast is Time Limit, which is kind of giving a nod to the fact that we're all kind of doing our best job with limited amount of resources, which could be, you know, your budget, your staff, the time that you have personally to do to do stuff. And I'm just wondering, you know, like, I, I think that it's probably burnout kind of creeps up on you a little bit more. But yeah, you feel it when you're at an eight, nine or 10. But I wonder if there are any kind of like daily things that people can do to kind of easily slowly and like in a measured way just kind of protect yourself from the burnout do you have any mm-hmm. ideas on that
1: yeah so a couple things um one is just really being in tune with yourself so you can set some short-term and long-term goals and so that might be meditation journaling uh, meditation something i've always wanted to try but i'm kind of like an extrovert that will sit and talk to themselves so no one's around <laughs> so it's been a- it's been a hard step for me, but I'm going to start the moment they're done with the renovation at our house. And i have some peace because it's something I've always wanted to try. But I think the more you can be in tune with what you want and what you need and where you're going, then you can make daily choices. So I think being in, you know, good mental and health sh- shape, you know, making good choices every day on those kind of things and keeping it up and then being really in tune with your goals and your work vision help. And then say no a lot every day as you need to. Um, But I think the biggest thing for me is the attitude shift that I have. I probably work more hours now than I did at my last job. But what I'm doing now is I'm choosing all the things I want to do. I'm choosing to stay up late or um, I'm growing and changing with everything I do. So I have a really clear sense of what my values are now for my work world. That my attitude just different. Like, instead of like, oh my God, I have all these things this week, I'm like, cool, Let, let's figure out how they go. And then if I can't get something done this week, uh, I'll figure that out and I'll talk to someone else, shift it back. So,
0: got it. So, and kind of
1: just take the power back essentially.
0: Yeah. I, I, two things I have tried meditation, I still do it every once in a while. The best time that I ever did it was after. Being on a long kind of like a a long work trip, let's say I was like in three different cities over the course of two weeks, I think. And um, I came home completely jet lagged, had to get back to work, had to get stuff done. But I was just dead to the world. Like my brain could not focus. So I sat down. Um, I have an app called meditation on my phone. Also have an app called calm, um, sat down, turned, uh, a meditation on basically a guided meditation. Do you know, I fell asleep. Really? <laughs> I, I fell asleep. I fell asleep for you an hour. It. I needed it. Sometimes you just what? have to follow what your body wants you to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and to me like that, That hour was better than any hour I would have tried to spend being productive at work, you know, um, mm-hmm. it's, I extended my day a little bit. Cause I felt guilty that I fell asleep. I was working for myself at the point at that point, but still felt guilty about it. Um, and I think that kind of contributes to that feeling of burnout too, is like, um, like you said, kind of focus on what you have to do and focus on how you can get it done. Um, so I'm wondering my, my second thing on that was, do you use any kind of to-do list or, you know, how are you managing your tasks in a way that makes you feel like you can handle them?
1: Mm, That's a good question. Um, So right now I have like five different clients. So I have to kind of manage that. So every like month I'll probably sit down and I'll time block out all the things that I see coming down the pipeline. And then if somebody contacts me about a new project, then I look at that pipeline and figure out where I can fit it in. And then on a weekly process, usually on Sundays, I'll sit down and I'll look at what's on the week that I had put out there for tasks. And I'll make sure that that they're spread out. So some things are like five minute, right? So I'll have an hour where I'll have like eight little things in my calendar of what I need to do. And I just put it in my Google calendar, nothing fancy. And then it's blocked out in that. And then if I realize I have too many things, I look to see if like, essentially what could go to an icebox, what's not important to get done this week that I can move to next week. Um, and just block it out that way. I also do things. I have a really good boundary, um, with my clients, which is a good relationship too then. Um, But I try to only do meetings twice a week so that I'm in my, at my home getting more work done and I'm not interrupted all week. So I block those together on certain days. Um, And then I just, you know, I snooze if I need to, if I need to work for three hours, I snooze my slack and don't talk to people because nothing's going to blow up in three hours, you know?
0: Yep. Yeah, we do a lot of that same stuff at Team Gantt. So we use Slack, we're all a distributed company, we use Slack for communication, but um, it's really only an, on an as needed basis. So you're not constantly annoyed by people pinging oh, you on Slack, which is really nice. Um, it's a, really hard to balance that, right? Like to, to feel like you're getting the right amount of communication, but um, also keeping everyone informed and, and not annoyed. Um, so we do that. Um, we also are pretty good about about balancing our time or at least myself. So I do similar to what you do. I'll go into my calendar and I'll start thinking about what are the tasks that I need to get done. And then I basically just block out time on my calendar. So that way, that time's usually flexible if somebody's trying to schedule a meeting for me in a day, like I'll be able to move things around if I need to. Um, But that allows me to kind of manage my time in a way that I'd never done really with like just a to-do list, you know? Um, Mm -hmm. so, So I like that. I like that we're We're both doing something really similar there that I don't think a lot of people do, but it kind of makes sense if you're thinking about your time and trying to spend your time um, in a way that's not going to be wasteful. Like, Why not just block out time for things that you need to get done? Seems Mm -hmm. pretty simple to me.
1: What I used to see for myself and I've seen with other people is that you just spend the day scurrying around dealing with the things that come up and then four o'clock comes around, people start going home and that's when you get your work done. Um, But it never felt good and I never got where I needed to go. Um, So I stopped doing that. So I think everybody should book X amount, you know, the right amount of time. Maybe it's like two, five hour chunks or it needs to be smaller, you uh, you know, two hours every day. For every single week that can't be booked for meetings. And then when you go to book meetings, you don't take your time away. Like wh- nothing's going to happen besides the project being delivered maybe like, two days later. Right. So you need to make sure you have that time instead of going from meeting to meeting to meeting because you're not providing a lot of value at that point. You're right. just barely functioning. Maybe you didn't even have lunch and you're just scribing. And that's, that's not the best you can bring to a meeting anyway
0: sounds like meeting burnout which i think a lot of organizations yeah. face anyway right like too many meetings mm-hmm. you're you're pulling a meeting together for any given issue that could be handled over slack or email or team gant whatever so yeah i totally agree with you on that well Lynn, this has been really awesome. I think I'm going to go and start blocking out time during the nights for me to get stuff done leading up to the holidays, uh, just based on this conversation. So I'm not burnout by the time we we get there. Um, But thank you so much. Is there anything else about burnout that you want to talk about or mention or resources to share?
1: No, I would just say that, you know, you can do it. Um, I, I go, you know, I challenge myself every single week. I'm not perfect, and I screw up, and I don't exercise when I want to. But um, if you can take steps towards it and make, you know, have a good attitude and do it for yourself, wherever you want to be, um, it really can work, and you can feel a lot better. So
0: that's awesome. Well, thank you again for joining me on Time Limit, and have a good rest of your day and good holidays Yay. too. Yeah. Thanks for having me. Thanks. All right folks, that's it for this episode of Time Limit. I hope you've been enjoying the show and if you are, please rate us where you get your podcasts. And while you're at it, check out Team Gant at teamgant.com and come back for episode 25, which will be all about managing distributed teams. Thanks.